Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom Site's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. My name is Orion, and I'm joined by hosts Carlos, Tyler, and Aaron. Say hi, guys. Hey. Yo! Yo! We're also joined by special guest host, Seek, who runs the Venom blog on YouTube. At last, welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, Seek. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's week three of our Absolute Carnage podcast series in which we cover the event's latest comics and tie-ins. Today, we're doing a rapid-fire review of Absolute Carnage number two, Venom number 17, Absolute Carnage Miles Morales number one, and Absolute Carnage Lethal Protectors number one. So if you have not read these issues yet, we will be discussing a lot of spoilers, so you might not want to listen in. All right, so we will go ahead and begin... um, I kind of ordered this in term in in the recommended reading order, so we'll begin with Absolute Carnage number two. Um, so general consensus, guys, how did you like gen- uh, Absolute Carnage number two? I definitely liked it, but I would say I don't think I liked it quite as much as the first issue. Like, uh, just, yeah, the first issue was just so good that it's, it's hard to live up to that. Yeah, no, for me, like, Absolute Carnage 2, like, again, it was just very, like, the colors were very vibrant, and again, Ryan Stegman just did a wonderful job, and, like, again, the art is just always great. So, yeah, like, the art was still, still, like, amazing. Still, like, all of those, like, beautiful reds, and, like, all of, like, the, and then, like, all of, like, the dark backgrounds, but, yeah, like, this was kind of a let down after the first one like the first one was amazing like we had all those amazing scenes like uh the scene where we first see uh see dark carnage in the on the subway and the first scene where we see cletus in the jails but uh this didn't really have any big ump moments it was just kind of going on with the story but hopefully the second or the third issue will hopefully pick up with this one I don't know. I wasn't entirely feeling this one, honestly. All right. Well, it, it did feel a bit like set up for some of the other times. Uh, they were right. Had to get out of the way. Yeah, that's a little set up. Uh, how about you, Seek? What did you feel about this issue? Um. Well, I'm. You know, as you know, I'm very critical of Donny Cates' stuff, but I actually like this issue a lot. Probably, probably a lot more than you guys did. It sounds like. Um, it's hard to compare it to issue one because issue one had. 60 pages of story, and this one had to get it all... Very big book in the first issue. Yes. So so it was a lot, you know, and it happened in the first issue, so I think they had more time to pace things out. This one, I will agree, it had some uh, pacing issues here and there, but I don't know, for me, it had a a really great moment. That last page, um, um, you know, I guess we'll get there, but if you already called spoilers, uh, I'm going to name him the new Spider Carnage, and I'm excited to see what happens next. Oh, that (laughs) is a pretty good name, considering... (laughs) <laughs> the new Spider Carnage, yes. Yeah, so so like my big thing was that I think uh, Kate's was kind of saying like, oh guys, this issue is going to have the have like the meanest thing like we're ever going to do in this book, and it turns out it's just going to be Miles turning into a Carnage doppelganger thing. Yeah, I don't think I, that's I, as dark and as mean as I thought something was going to happen I, in this book. I'm I guess my expectations are like way too high. Like I'm expecting folks to be mangled and like throats to be ripped out and and limbs everywhere and yeah and the, the worst thing that is just miles gets corrupted oh no I and mean, the other worst kind thing of already is, knew that though right of course the other worst thing is uh 
Gargan almost getting his spine ripped out. Yeah, and getting paralyzed. Yeah, coming, so. yeah, My leg so. don't work no more. <laughs> no. Yeah, new Flash Thompson <laughs> hype. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I definitely agree with you there, Aaron. It's just it, it like especially has Donnie had a past of being very mean in comics, and then when he says like, "Oh, this is one of the meanest things I've ever done," it's like it's like. We know Miles is just going to get better by the end of this, so it's not that mean. <laughs> like, and we are kind of already knew that was going to happen from the uh, from the other covers we've seen of, of him as a carnageized person. So, thing, yeah. so yeah. far, uh, the only the only two things I did like in this sh- issue was uh, again, it was great to see that Venom using his dragon wings again, and Peter just flipping out, just like yelling, "What the hell is going on?" So it was great for Venom to use that power again. And oh, yeah. uh, the other thing, too, is, like, I liked how uh, Cletus was setting the record straight to Norman, saying that I'm the real Carnage, you listen to me, you follow my orders, you know? He was, like, yeah, no, pretty much treating him like, like dirt. Yeah, I, I definitely love the dynamic that, like, uh, crazy Norman and the Cletus have together right now, especially yeah. with Norman thinking he's Cletus, and uh, that's definitely <laughs> being set up for, they're going to have a confrontation at some point, like a real yes, confrontation. Definitely. So I'm excited to see where that goes. And yeah, I would say, of course, my favorite part of this issue is um, a little bit of a revelation that, that lends hope that Anne Wang is still alive. And that is that uh, the maker reveals that Anne's body was not in that mass grave from issue one. Uh, which indicates that her she no longer she no longer had her codex, and that the codex is actually uh, Dylan. But of course, yeah. that 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 doesn't mean that she's dead still. That that could mean she's still alive. There's a chance, or that he has her corpse, you know, like in a case somewhere just to taunt Eddie. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I can definitely uh, see that happening. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm. I don't completely understand the thought of her passing down a codex if it's tied into her DNA. I don't completely understand that. But it also kind of sounds like from the Ryan podcast that they don't try to really understand it either. So I don't know what the rules are. So I guess just, okay, you can pass down a codex if you have a kid. What I are guess. the rules? <laughs> or is where he's he actually Anne... Just as a boy now, you know, I, I don't know how how this works. It's <laughs> it's really weird. It's the miracle of childbirth, yeah. right? <laughs> Through symbiotes and bonding, yeah, totally. So, Seek, do you I'm have anything say... else? Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, no, I, I agree. I love the, the the relationship between Norman Cletus and regular Cletus. I think that's gonna definitely add some on because. Norman Cletus seems to be more traditional Cletus, and he doesn't like being told what to do, and he kind of doesn't like, uh, you know, parts of the plan, it sounds like. And then meanwhile, you know, we have Cletus, who has been resurrected, who is all in on this, uh, but still trying to rebuild his surrogate family, as we learned in the other tie-in. So, I mean, I love all that stuff. I love the scene with Eddie and Peter on the rooftop, um, where where Eddie's just like, Pete, we can't do this. And, and, and you know, Pete's like... Uh, Eddie, that's that's what happens. It's this business. We get knocked down, and we get back up. And Eddie's like, "Yeah, that's what I always hated about you. Is you always got back yeah. up." <laughs> yeah. Eddie's yeah. not used to being a full blown hero like Peter. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Yeah. I love that, and I, th- I think that that relationship is is really great. And all, although I I admit there's no like big 
wow moment in this issue. I felt like uh, the story did keep moving forward, and I didn't feel like it was a filler issue by any means. And and I still, I don't know, I still overall liked it. And I think corrupting Miles, who's like this hope for in a way for like you know, uh, in as a young kid who's like you know like like how Peter was back in the day. So corrupting that is uh, I think is like oh that sucks. It's like seeing for me Captain America get taken over by a symbiote. I'm like I, I don't want this. They're good people. I don't want to see them turn to bad people. But uh. But I, that's the fun of the story, I think, is when we get attached to these characters and we and we don't like what's being done to them. But obviously, you know, Donnie Cates is like, I got to be mean to these guys because that's my job. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I agree with that, but I like I like his approach to to uh, to this story so far. I will say one questionable decision that they did in the comic was like, it was funny to see uh, Mac like encounter Eddie again. And they're like, oh, shit, Venom. He's like, he's like, I am Spider-Man. No shit. But, uh, <laughs> I love but, that part but then too. He's like, "All right, get back in the fight," and he throws him right into the carnage or Cletus, <laughs> and then he's he's like, "Wait, shit, no!" Like <laughs> that's the opposite of what I want. <laughs> my legs. I agree. I pointed that out in my my other review too, where I was like, "Why did he push him?" It, it's I was like, he pushed him into the fight, and then he's immediately regretted it. And I'm like, yeah, then why did he like, do? Why did he do it? I guess first? he didn't see Carnage there, and he just thought it was a bunch of doppelgangers. But so, like, my thing is too. Like Eddie says that he's there to save Spider-Man, but then he turns his back to save Mac, and right. that's yeah. when Miles gets corrupted. Like, uh, yeah, what dick, the whole thing is kind of a dick move on Eddie's part. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> he fucked it up. Hey, you know, to, to to be honest, they said. Uh, you know, between Eddie and Spider-Man, they were splitting up for teams, and Eddie's responsibility was for the, um, you know, the criminally, the criminals and the uh, wackos. So you know, right. So who's going to be on his team? I'm guessing Black Cat, just for old times' sake. But uh, who else could he recruit on his little team here? Heller. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll have, to, we'll have to see where that goes. See who Spider-Man gets. Well, like we know, who Spider-Man gets. He gets a. Uh, he gets the Avengers from that, uh, from that, from that Avengers tie-in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, one other thing we haven't mentioned yet, uh, I know some people were talking about it last week when the previews came out, but I do really appreciate the little Carnage Mind Bomb reference in the beginning. Oh, yeah. I feel like yes. a drink. But that's, I, I really love Donnie going into all these symbiote stories and pulling out stuff. There's also a, a Carnage Rules nod, because he doesn't he say that to Norman? Yep, Carnage Rules. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. So I think that's a good place to put a pin in the discussion for Absolute Carnage number two. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to Venom number 17. Um, I think this might have been one of the big ones for uh, Venom fans. Uh, a few people, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You select yeah. people on some certain websites, yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> how about we just get it out of the way and say what the uh, big news is. Uh, Sleeper is back. Avocado Our Boy. Avocado Boy is back. Hey. And uh, he's not currently all nullified yet, so uh, that's a good sign, I guess. <laughs> yep. Yeah. For now. For now. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so he's back to help out um, Dylan. Um, he's uh, so this issue mainly focuses on the maker Dylan and Normie Osborne um, at Rex's warehouse, and the maker is of course trying to help 
build this machine to remove the uh, the codexes. So uh, we got a lot of great interactions, I think, between the boys and uh, the maker. I think that was the real highlight of the issue after Sleeper's return. Yeah, no, I, I definitely really liked this issue, and it was cool having a, a cool. Have, I mean, first off, I think we can all agree the Eden's art is always incredible. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yes, it's just amazing. Like, Ham and Stegman are just knocking it out of the park with this. But I, I just really, I really enjoyed seeing uh, Dylan's personality really come out in this, and just like his interactions with the Maker and Normie. He's They're a bit of really a potty good. mouth. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He swears, and then next thing you know, Normie's saying he cussed, and then he, you know, pointing yeah. the finger and all that. Yeah, and then I, I, I see everyone is excited about the Steven Super comeback, but I was more happy to see the Life Foundation symbiote come back from the one shot. Oh, I yeah. just love how even draws them, and just they, they look so cool when they're all like attacking the Maker, and the big fight was awesome. And even uh, still, it was more consistent because you can notice some of the. The human host still sticking out of the body, too. Yes. Sadie and Lasher is still real horrifying design. Yep. Sadie, that's her name. Yep. I mean, how could you forget that name after they kept on repeating it and repeating it in the issue? Oh, right, Sadie. The <laughs> Sadie, Sadie, Sadie. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, and then we can yeah, also so, talk about yeah. you know how the Maker uh, almost killed Sadie there. Right. Oh, he... he he does not care at all. He does not care at all. And it was funny and after was, after yeah. after he just came. Uh, he was talking with Eddie. So like immediately after this scene where he almost killed the kid, then he talks to Eddie. He's like, "Don't worry, no harm will come to Dylan." Or so it's like, <laughs> right. oh. yeah, it's, it's <laughs> he still has plans for him. Probably that has yeah. to put in motion. He has yeah. his own moral code to protect the kids and try to keep them safe, but then he won't have an issue just killing Sadie right there. Except if they have a codex in them, right, right. Um, so yeah, like, I thought it was kind of interesting. We have, like, four kids in here now. We got, uh, Normie, we got, we got, uh, Sadie, and whatever the, the boy's name is, and we got Normie. So, like, maybe we can make a team of power pack symbiote kids or something, you know? That'd be fun. Sort of interesting to have four kids around in symbiotes. Hey, I'd love to see Scotty Young draw that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, if you look at it, there's you have the maker who is a, a alternate Reed Richards, obviously, and now by the end of the book, uh, you have Sleeper and then the two kids. It's almost like a Fantastic Four team, um. and uh, and then they're fighting another four, like the frightful four. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I also like the theme of recent son coming to the rescue of Eddie Brock's son um, at the end with Sleeper. And I was like, oh, man, I like some of these themes that are being played with here and, and how they, you know, uh, put all these pieces into place. I'm sure it was all intentional on Donnie Kate's part, but that's one of those things I, did, like, dig for in an issue when I'm reading it. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, look at this four-on-four four and, you know, son saves son, and I, I liked all that stuff. So I thought this issue, and, yeah, you're right, the art, I mean, I love Yvonne's stuff, so... This issue rocked my world for sure. Yeah, it was great. I like the uh, yes. I like a little bit of a callback to one of Venom's uh, less used powers um, of invisibility being used by Sleeper. I kind of like that. Right, he's he's, he's Agatha sort of OP too. I was also going to say, I was also going to say because Aaron brought up this point earlier uh, in the Discord. Um, so pretty much 
did Sleeper actually kill the boy? And, and I don't think he did, because what it looks like is that Phage looks a lot more like adult in that form when he's supposed to be like a little kid, so maybe he didn't snap the kid's neck. I don't know. Like, I don't think I he did. Not. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> but but even if he I'm did... I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, even if he did snap the kid's neck, I mean, he's wearing a symbiote. Symbiote's heal their users. Fine. So it's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, so my... So, so like, I have a question. Do we think Telcar will get out of this? Because, you know, Kate said that a symbiote will have a new host. And I'm thinking they're going to get rid of the Telcar body... And maybe Dylan will become Sleeper, maybe temporarily, maybe. Well, something I sort of thought with Telcar, couldn't they just try out the machine on him? Oh, yeah, right. That's what I was saying, too. Oh, yeah. That is a good point. That might actually happen. Good Or they could use it on those other four folks there. Ah, but, Uh you know, would would it work? You know, he's a Kree, and they're human. You know, Eh. there are things to consider there. He's got a spine, just like the rest of us. (laughs) Right, yeah. The fan art demands Dylan and Sleeper make it so. <laughs> Do it. Make it so. All right. So, uh, any other points anyone wants to make? Uh, I just want to say again, this was a great issue. Fantastic. All right. So, that's a good place to put a pin in it. And we're oh, going to go... Got, I got one more, one, oh. one con. All right. Toxin wasn't in the issue like he was on the cover. No, oh, lies cover lies. no Toxin wasn't in the book either. Fighting the symbiote. And it, lies. And today's <laughs> and and that cover is not the only one that lies today. They all lie. Scream wasn't in it either. Nope. This is awful. Terrible. Terrible. Zero out of zero. <laughs> Do not buy this book. Bad. All right. So moving on, we're going to Absolute Carnage Miles Morales number one. Now, I think uh, my first note for uh, listeners who are like considering whether they should buy the tie-ins or not, I would say if you're following the main Absolute Carnage series, I would say this is not an essential tie-in to buy, at least this issue, uh, because most of what's covered in this issue is already covered in uh, Absolute Carnage number two. With that said, though, I think we get a bit more interaction between Miles and Scorpion. Gives us a little more context as to how they ended up teamed up in Absolute Carnage number two. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll jump in then. Uh, the This issue, it's... I, no, I'm not a big fan of Salad and Ahmed's writing, at least some of the few things that I've read of his. But uh, I, I had fun with this issue. I, I really like seeing Miles fight, and so... The fact that they let that scene breathe where he really fights Scorpion for, you know, five or six pages and uh, and uses his different powers and stuff to try to get a one-up on him. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was awesome. And then that way, on the second half of the book where they have to team up together, it kind of more because you've seen them go at each other's throats and how ins- insanely intense it got. And then now they have to team up. So I kind of like that a little bit. But uh you know, for me, like I said, I'm just going to call him the new Spider Carnage. When I saw that at the end, I was like, oh, I've been praying for, like, Ben Riley to show up in this and, and then, you know, maybe them do a codex from him. But uh, this is a, an easy replacement for me, just seeing a Spider-Man as a Carnage again. So even though I don't feel like a lot happened in this issue, I, for me as a Spider Carnage fan, I, I really 
leaned into it and was like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of digging this. Yeah, uh, as for me, like, I I read the issue. I thought it was pretty decent. I mean, having Miles go up against Scorpion was pretty interesting. Uh, and, you know, uh, at the beginning, Miles was just, uh, you know, obsessed in getting those $300 sneakers that he couldn't afford. And out of nowhere, you know, money just starts raining down from the sky. And, of course, you know, Scorpion is causing more trouble as usual. And from there, it just takes off. And then, I guess, the the prisoners from Ravencroft just escape, and they're all uh, nullified with the symbiotes, and it just goes on from there. And, yeah, that's just pretty much it. Yeah, um, was this the first time Miles' Venom Blast didn't work? Because I think this is the first time I've actually seen it not work. And I, I think Max said he had... On that. There have yeah. been a couple times in the comics it hasn't worked, and that's been... They've started doing that a lot more recently, where it's, it doesn't act as a one-hit KO, just like it has in the past, because that was a big complaint I've always had with Miles in the past, where he just, most of his fights literally just taps him once at, at some point in the fight, and he wins. And it's just, right. I got real tired of it. So well, I'm glad a lot, they're coming up with excuses for why he, he can't do it as much as stuff. So. Yes, and I very much appreciated that, too. Um, one thing I want to say, like, so we, we sort of said this on... The, on the last issue we talked about, but this makes Eddie just look so dumb because he has Gargan in his hand. And then, and then I think, uh, let's see, where's the page? Uh, Miles just straight up says, but just like that, he's here and gone and I'm alone against a horde of monsters. And you just see Eddie casually walking away with Scorpion <laughs> in his hand. It's so bad. So a lot, bad. a lot difference from Absolute Carnage too. It's just, yeah. it's just, yeah. At least he doesn't throw him, you know, Mac into the fight. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. 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 It's so bad. He does abandon Miles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and I, I will say that I really, I really did like the art. It's uh, who's the artist? It was Federico uh, Vincenti. Tanzini? I can't say that. I'm butchering this. Yes, yes we yeah, apologize. I, I really liked his like super angular style, and it just it really worked. Like I loved his Carnage when he first appeared. That Carnage looks so good, and just it's just a really cool style that I I think it's really neat. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the next few issues of like. So I think the next few issues have Miles fighting off. Uh, this this null null virus that he has, and so so I think the next one is going to be more more of like an inner fight with himself. And I think later on yeah. we're going to see Silver Sable too. So so that'll be interesting because I don't think but, she's ever had a symbiote. So having her in the story, sort of interesting. Yep. So, the cover we'll, for the we'll that goes. definitely implies a bit of an inner fight with himself right now. So. Definitely. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I'm excited to see the full view of Doppelganger Miles in action. Yes, and it doesn't look like the one we saw on the variant, and I guess that's a trend now, because we saw the one for Scream, and that's at least not what she looks like now. And then we have another variant for this one where the where we have like a concept art, and it looks very different from what we saw in the Spider eyes and stuff, yeah. Right, so... I don't know. and I will say, I, I did really enjoy Scorpion and Miles' reaction, or just like, how they were talking to each other. And, like, Max just being a complete asshole. He's like, all right, <laughs> I, just want, running I don't away. have to hurt yeah. you. I want to hurt you. <laughs> just uh, running away. And, and it just, and then him 
he kept kept calling him Spider Man Junior. He's like, you're not the real Spider Man. Like, <laughs> so I really enjoyed how they interacted with each other. All right, so I think that's a good place to put a pin in this. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to our last comic, uh, which is Absolute Carnage, Lethal Protectors number one. Now, a bit of a disclaimer. If you were picking up this issue to read your favorite heroes here on the uh, cover, which include uh, Iron Fist, Cloak and Dagger, and Morbius, uh, you will be disappointed. They are not in this issue, but they will show up later on. Maybe. The cover lied again? Covers are lying to us? Yeah. So this this issue just mainly focuses on Misty Knight and John Jameson. And of course, you know, John Jameson is uh, kind of turned on us here uh, under the influence of Carnage and Null. He went heel. Yeah, I would say. um, So we kind of get a little bit of background into um, why it was so easy for uh, Jameson to get Spider-Man and Venom into Ravencroft. And also why in the Absolute Carnage vs. Deadpool issue, uh, we already see the guards dead. And it's because uh, that was all Jameson. While he was under Null's influence, he cleared the path for everyone. Kind of brutal. He was uh, Cleese's guy on the inside. I do like that we kind of see that with uh, John Jameson, you can see him... A little bit of hesitation when he goes to get Misty, so that sort of clues you into the fact that he's still trying to fight this. And so, like, you can see him hesitating when he speaks and whatnot. So, uh, I think right. that's definitely going to come into play a bit later. Yeah. Right. And, and that, so, so, I, I sort of want to hit on the big thing that happened this issue. Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, yeah so we knew that there was going to be a new demo goblin, right? And we kind of assumed, right, well, yeah, right, we, uh, we sort of assumed it was going to be the previous Scorn, whose name was Tannis. Uh, we had a few clues, I think, uh, the, the editor, uh, Lewis wrote an article about, uh, hosts, and for Scorn, he said, he said that she's presumed dead, right? And then, um, we had another solicitation for the third issue, that says uh, that they're fighting this new, this this new, this new like villainous, and it says hell has no fury like a like a demi goblin goblin scorn. Yeah. So it says scorn after that. So like we were kind of hey you know so it's probably scorn. That's cool. So she's not actually dead. So she's so she's just going to be the new the new hell goblin person, right? But uh, that didn't appear to be the case. That nope. appears that uh, Shriek is supposedly dead, and she is powered up as the new Demogoblin. And yes. I think we have mixed signals on that, because I said earlier that I like Shriek just the way she is. Um, I liked her when she was in, um, was it a West Coast Avengers? Was that the one she was in? No, it wasn't the Great Lake Avengers. Uh, Great Lake Avengers. Right. Yes. Yeah, so I liked her as just a villain that would just appear like here and there. Um, I know she was in one issue of Mike Costa's Venom series. You know, it was nice to see her in that. But I just don't think she really needed this power up. Um, it seems like they're just trying to combine two 
people just to number down all the folks that are on his side. But, I mean, I kind of like Shriek, and I wish he had some more screen time, and I wish he had some more stuff happening, and I don't really think she needed this god power-up, because, I don't know. I don't know, I just like yeah. Shriek the way she is. Plus, if we had had it where it was Panic instead, then we would still have a chance, a better chance of Scorn coming back in the near future, just being under Carnage's control for the meantime. And so right. I, de- I definitely think Panic would have been a better choice. But I will admit, I did really like seeing the Carnage and uh, Shriek interactions. Yes, uh, this was the first time they've actually kissed. And it seemed like Cletus didn't really care. He, he spat at that, that Star Wars line. You know, yeah. He said, I love you. He said, I know. Yeah, well, I mean, Star Wars Spider, reference right there. I think, she, I think she knew what was coming. I think she knew oh, yeah. the exact plan. So it's just like I mean, it's not board. it's not surprising. I mean, she literally would do anything for him. So for her to give her spine to him and pretty much do that, yeah, it's not surprising. Yeah. If, if, if anything, I guess we just have to look at it as they both knew that he needed her spine. Mm-hmm. That he would go to this length to resurrect her immediately. So, <laughs> in a weird, twisted way. Yep. Yeah, Misty takes a beat in this issue, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she love- did have an ace up her, on her sleeve for, you know, her mechanical arm, did have the sonic uh, sound system on it, and she was able to escape. So, so I will say, her going running away in the soup sewers and then finding all the doppelgangers down there, I, I am kind of confused how big Marvel's sewer system is, because... <laughs> <laughs> so we have, right now we have all these doppelgangers and Carnage's big spire. We have dinosaur people in the sewer for Costa's run. We have, there's also a whole giant, like, monster, monster town under Moment people, yeah. And then not to mention, in Friendly Neighbor and Spider-Man, there's still some trolls left over from more of the realms that are under in the subway system and whatnot. How many right. people are down there? <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Seems a little, little too many. So, and I, I do wonder how she's going to get into contact with Iron Fist and the rest of the team because right now she's just by herself completely. So they're in the sewer with the dinosaur people. They'll just coincidentally run into each other next issue. <laughs> oh, I hope so. That'd be great. They'll just call up their best friend, Iron Fist. <laughs> so I, I would assume that Raven Croft is pretty much Carnage's new sub base, if anything. Uh, right. Well. The Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Absolute Carnage, definitely, number two, definitely implies the spire in the sewer is his current big base. So right. Yeah. I, I guess it's another spire like he had set up in San Fran. Yes. In the underground city. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think my only problem so far is that we are two issues in, and I'm not completely sure what Carnage's overall plan is. Like, I know he wants to find the codexes, but is he having his army kill random people, or are they just killing people that have codexes? Because he has this huge army, and I'm not sure what it's used for. Because in in this specific uh, page, he he gets one of the... I'm not sure if it's an inmate or one of the cult members, he just rips out their spine. Was he doing that... Like, our doppelganger rips out the spine. Like, were they doing that just for fun, or was that a symbiote user we didn't know about? Or was that right, like, is he, like, making a farm where he just puts, uh, like, a thing on them, and he just, like, rips it out so it's like a farm? I, or I, I is assume he, I mean, 
You know, I assumed that he just did that because they were going to summon Demogoblin. They needed some yeah, sort of blood they sacrifice. Just to get something to write the blood with. Like, Maybe yeah. right. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that. But I, I do say I really like how Doppelganger is drawn here. It's like a, it's a good mix of his two different looks with the with the compound eyes, but also the multiple eyes and the fangs. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I think for me, the uh, one of the scariest lines in this issue, uh, the one that stood out to me most, was when M- bringing Misty up there, and she said, "John, maybe not tomorrow, but when this all is over and you're back to being John Jameson, you're gonna hate yourself for what you've done here tonight." I was thinking about that, like, wow, that is really tragic. <laughs> like, John Jameson's been through a lot in comics, and uh, to think that now. He is responsible for wiping out all these guards that he worked with at Ravencroft, and uh, and he's putting you know Misty Knight in harm's way. Uh, you know his friends. It's like yeah, that's whether he survives this or not. I think it's going to be really rough for John Jameson to move forward from this event. Yeah, I think that's one yeah. of the um, least touch about parts when it comes to Carnage, is that anytime he shows up, we always see this huge body count, all this carnage and destruction. And we never really touch upon the aftermath of it. Um, you know, of course, uh, her mentioning this to John uh, is like, well, yeah, you're going to end up pretty screwed up da- after all this. And then there's also the example of Doverton when uh, the, the the survivors were left after, you know, Carnage had his little bout there. And we see just how ruined the survivors were. Uh, I think specifically the guy who lost his daughter. So I, I, I think I would love to see more of that, you know, see the aftermath of absolute carnage just to see how affected everyone is after it. Speaking of John being affected specifically, because we have Agents of Wakanda coming out, I think, next week. And that also has John Jameson in it as right. And so right. I asked Jim Zub, the writer of that, I asked him about it, I'm like, do you know when Agents of Wakanda takes place? Because it's releasing in the middle of Absolute Carnage. And so, and Jub, and he actually responded to me on Twitter and he said, yep, we're aware. All will be revealed as the series goes along. I don't want to spoil upcoming Absolute Carnage or Agents of Wakanda story stuff. So we're going to get a, uh thing where Venom is on the cover of every Savage <laughs> Avenger and he's not in any single issue. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah, but, oh, but god. I, I mean I, I would assume Ages of Wakanda takes place after and it's gonna be John dealing with the fact that he has done all this stuff while he worked for Black Panther and the Avengers and stuff. Right. Well, um let me say a few things about Shriek and her new form. Um one of the lines I I, I thought was sort of interesting was that after she transforms, uh, I believe Carnage says something like how, how he missed that form and not Shriek. So he's like, I'm, I'm happy you're here, but not really happy that Shriek's here. And they start making out like right after that. So <sighs> is Carnage like Demo Goblin? Does he uh, like Shriek? Because, I don't know, both? I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Maybe both. Uh, and then he yeah. said like, Carry on was here too. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He so definitely he, old, old gang back together. <laughs> wants his family back. Yes, it's true. Yes, yeah. yeah um, 
So like, I'm also kind of curious if, yeah, if if uh, if she'll have her old powers too, because it looked like she has flame powers. I'm yeah, curious if she still has fire. her, yeah, yeah, her her shriek powers. Yeah. I also, oh, yeah. That's that's something I was actually thinking about a bit. Maybe Carnage, maybe she doesn't, and this is just another reason Carnage did this, so that she's not a threat to the, well, no, that doesn't Well, I mean, you know, fire, too, but, of, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't know, just because, I, I, I specifically remember in, uh, Family or, is it Family? Yeah, Family Feud, where, uh, Scorn specifically used that against Carnage. Right. So. Uh, I was, yeah. was going to say something else, what was it? I forgot what I was going to say. Oh well, well, um, I mean, if no one else has anything, I think that's a uh, good place to uh, mm-hmm. end today's episode, you think? Well, I, I was just going to ask, do we want to talk about life story number six at all, or are we focusing only on absolute carnage? Only on absolute carnage. If we right. get the chance, we'll probably do that after. But, yeah, for now, we're just focusing on absolute carnage. Um, we could talk about... I would buy buy Life Story Six. It's really good. Yes, buy the whole the, series, the, please. The whole series is really good. Some of the yes. dark scenes best work. Yeah. You know, even though Venom is better, but you know. <laughs> 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 but um, I think we could also maybe briefly talk about um, Marvel has been releasing uh, YouTube videos, motion comics. I think they call them Ultimate Comics of Mac of of, of um, Absolute Carnage. And we're not entirely sure if it's really that tied into the series because uh, the first two episodes kind of goes into some territory we haven't yet seen in the comics involving Norman Osborn and uh, his son, uh, Harry. Well, I'm still betting that's going to happen in Amazing Spider-Man, almost for sure. Right. Probably, yeah. Like... uh, uh, Carnage is on the cover of that in, you know, the, what Norman is currently looking like. And then in the, in the second tie-in issue for ASM, he's, he's like tearing it off Norman. So I feel like Norman's going to be a big highlight of the ASM tie-in issues. Yeah, right. That all takes place. So those are interesting, but I think it's kind of weird that they're making those and they're only focusing on Norman. You know, like if they're going to make a series for this, you know, this event, you'd think they would focus on Venom or Spider-Man, but it's kind of weird that they're focusing just on Norman. And I guess that's to maybe add some more, some more like, I don't know, like a background for him, but it just seems kind of odd just to focus on him. So, Well, I mean, if my guess is correct, and this is for ASM, I think Spencer is using this as a way to fix what, what he thinks is wrong with Norman, either by Either either by just turning him back in the Green Goblin or by killing him off completely, cause, like he re-killed Craven just because he thought he could save. Because Spencer's a lot of Spencer's ASM run well, that I really like is that he's been fixing a lot of problems that have been with Spider-Man, like putting Mary, Mary Jane back with Spider-Man, making him accept some of the responsibility, and like a lot of the things I didn't like as slots run even that he's fixing. So fix since past. Oh well, this this is interesting. Okay, so. Sorry, to kind of go back to um, Lethal Protectors, uh, one of our users uh, on Discord, uh, Exastikin, um, says uh, he assumes that Misty Knight might be the new Scorn. Um, I don't know, yes, I mean... Yeah. They both got the robot arms, so that's kind of, that's kind of a... But, 
Yeah, but I, I think just, unfortunately Scorn's just going to be dead now. Unfortunately, no, don't say that. Don't say I mean, that. She's dead. <laughs> Hasn't she been believe. dead since Cult of Carnage? It's been a while, Tyler. No, I refuse to accept it. She's alive. Pat Mulligan is still alive. Toxin is dead. Scorn is dead. Anne is still alive. Anne is still alive. Just put Anne is alive. I gotta say, Anne is alive. Keep Mania alive, please. Please. Andy is dead. You know. No. Flash Thompson is dead. All. No, shut up. Hope is dead. Something regarding Absolute Carnage we didn't talk about at all is uh, just like uh, Cletus had his own little Ravencroft note at the end, um, Osborne gets his own little Ravencroft note in this one. Unfortunately, I didn't get to read yeah. that yet, so what were those about? I didn't read that either because I kind of assumed it, yeah. I kind of assumed it was going to be the same thing we saw on that online short, so I kind of didn't read it. No, it it starts out like the first short did with, like, the doctor talking to Norman or whatever through the glass, but then it starts going to a different direction of something, stuff we didn't see where he, like, hands him a doll and stuff. Hmm. Interesting. It starts going into Osborne's past. So it's definitely very Osborne-focused. Interesting. All right, well, I think that's a good point to end the episode. Uh, So... Listen in next week as we review Absolute Carnage number uh, Scream number two and Absolute Carnage Symbiote Spider Man number one. You can listen to We Are Venomaniacs on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music and iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. We can also be found on Twitter at WAV underscore podcast. Check out our Discord server and become a member of the audience during our next live recording of We Are Venomaniacs. We might have something a little special next time, so please try to listen in. We also might make an announcement over the uh, our different social media sites. So join us, won't you? As always, thank you to my fellow hosts, Carlos, Tyler, and Aaron, for joining me today. No Thanks problem. for listening, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And a special thanks to our guest host, Seek. Thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Normally I'm talking to myself all day so about Venom, so it's nice to talk to other people. <laughs> yeah, it's great. we got to have you on again sometime, so we'll look forward to that. And, uh, of course, thank you to the Venom site for permitting us to make this podcast under the TVS banner and all of your generous support. And finally, thank you, loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs. And now, a word from one of our partners at The Collective, a network of superhero podcasts. Hey there, everyone. I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel, I Am Your Target Demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTV on any social media outlet.